Welcome back to the Ice Best Sports Podcast. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. And we are officially into the playoff season. We're entering the divisional round after a um, eventful wildcard weekend. Sorry for your loss. Hey, man. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, you, it's a blessing in disguise. Fair, you, you did say you were not very confident. And if you weren't an Eagles fan, you said you were picking Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'll um, take the dub on that one. Um, yeah. No, seriously, it was it was a blessing in disguise because this team, you know, you start out 10-1, and one, you start out great, but then everybody figures out how bland and vanilla your game plan and game calling is. And, you know, the, the 49ers, Dick Bosa said it best. They, you know, created the blueprint on how to beat us. And from there on out, we stunk. Uh underachieved you lost what you want one in five in your last six games or whatever yeah um that's horrendous and then you go and you're one and out in the wild card that's unacceptable you finished the season with the giants the cardinals and the giants and you went one and one and two in, and barely squeaked one out against the giants yeah in the and, first and, one. and that one is a really really you know uh questionable one so i mean this team they, they came out flat they looked awful against Tampa. I mean, the moment that Tampa was up ten nothing in the first, I I knew immediately that we were losing that game. Um, I couldn't even be mad by the end of it because I just became so numb with disappointment and sadness. And uh, I mean, I like I wasn't even depressed. I was just at this next level of sadness where like, you know, nothing affects you anymore because you, you you've just been so desensitized to feeling sad that it's like this feeling of nothingness. And that is what I experienced. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I, I knew it was coming. I had a feeling I had that gut feeling. Uh, and again, a blessing in disguise, get rid of those God awful coordinators, bring in a couple new ones. It, the reports right now are saying Nick Sirianni is staying as the head coach. He's just a glorified cheerleader. I don't know why we don't get Mike Rabel, but um yeah, no, I mean, rant over. I. Yeah, you know what? I was just going to bring up, we uh, we talked about it a little bit after the game, and I wanted to bring it up on here. Um, you you think Sirianni should be gone, correct? Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Yes, he has a winning record as a head coach. Correct. Yes, we went to the Super Bowl last season. That's last season. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> I, I, no, seriously, I, I I don't care about his, those first two seasons because yeah. those first two seasons, he had two great coordinators. He had an offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, coordinator that are both head coaches right now. Yeah, you lose that after going two to the very Super Bowl. good head coaches already too. Right? Yeah, two two very very competent head coaches, um, overachieving head coaches, if you will, and uh, so I mean that that's a. That's a wash. You, you can't count that because he was getting carried by his offensive coordinators. Now, coming this season, he has to promote somebody. He promotes Brian Johnson from in-house, um, brings in Sean Desai from Seattle. Uh, he uh, he got rid of Desai. Well, Desai still was in the organization, but he pretty much benched Desai for Matt Patricia, thinking yeah, that, that was going to be an upgrade. And it was the complete opposite. It was a downgrade. Um uh, I mean, it, it, he's just had so many questionable head coaching calls this whole season, and and he's sitting there and he's taking the blame for all of this, right? All season, he's like, "Oh, it's my fault, it's on me, this and that." Well, then why do you still have a job if it's all your fault? Why are the coordinators gone if it's your fault? You know what I mean? And the fact that 
best case scenario, we get two great coordinators. It works out next year. At the end of next year, we're in the same boat as we were last year, where those two coordinators are off getting head coaching gigs, and we're left, you know, sitting around twiddling our thumbs, like, okay, who are we going to promote now? That's going to, you know, help us underachieve. (laughs) Um, Our our window is starting to close. I mean, Jason Kelsey. Reports are saying he's retiring. Um, no, he hasn't confirmed it yet, but I mean, the, the way he went out in that Tampa game, uh, I don't see how you don't think that he's retiring. I mean, the way he, he hugged Jeff Stoutland, he had tears in his eyes. Um, I mean, you don't get that emotional if unless that's your last game. And the, the way he went out was horrible. Oh, no, 100%. What a bad way to go out. Yeah, no, and that's, you, you really got to feel for Jason Kelsey. And that's on Nick Sirianni as well. I mean, yeah. you, you you had a, a a team that was supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, and you're losing to the Buccaneers, who barely won their division in the wild card round. And it wasn't close. It, no, it was. It was a it was a blowout. It was embarrassing. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I I personally I think Sirianni should be gone. Uh, you know, I don't care. I I I think being a first round exit in the playoffs. I tweeted this out um, already today is just as bad as not making the playoffs at all. You might yeah. as well not make the playoffs. You're going to be a first-round exit. I mean, that's fair. Well, I mean, but I, look at the last three years. I mean, yeah, we overachieved in uh, three years ago when Sirianni's first year here. Last year, we make the Super Bowl, but we lose in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then this year, we come in and, you know, we start great first half of the season. Second half, we become a dumpster fire. Um, I, I don't know, man. I Three years, high expectations, and no Super Bowl. And I'm a firm believer you got to give a coach three years. We've given Sirianni his three years, and this team's regressed. Well, I, th- I think the issue here is, like, you look at the team on paper, you look at how the players performed in the first three quarters of the season. Yeah, The team's full of talent on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is you've got, like you said, that window's closing. You've got aging players. Kelsey probably gone. Uh, Fletcher Cox. Uh, yeah, well, he, he cleared out his locker. He was one of the first to clear out his lockers. He's he's probably retiring. Him and Shaq Leonard. Lane Johnson's maybe got one or two years left, yeah, if that. Yeah, he's, he said he's definitely come back for at least one more year. Yeah. Brandon Graham is coming back for one more year on a farewell tour. Yeah. He, he came out and said. But, again, you're getting these players. Now, they're, they're way past their prime now. I mean, okay, Brandon Graham was kind of a non-factor this year. Um, yeah, he he's just a rotational defensive end at this point. Yeah. I mean, Lane Johnson's still playing at an elite level, but how long can you keep that up for? Exactly. Especially you know the the way injuries have hit him. Uh, it's it's a closing window, and something needs to to change. Something needs to give. Yeah. And I don't think bringing in somebody like Frank Reich is the answer. I mean, I've seen a lot of us link to him. I know he's a he's a former Philly guy. Uh. But he was so bad at the Panthers, they didn't even let him finish out the year. Yeah, not you. You, you brought up uh, give a coach three years. They didn't even give him a full year. So, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, which that that's a whole nother point though. That team was just so bad. But it was. Yeah, let's move on. Let's go, let's recap uh, some of the games real quick. Yeah. Um, my Houston Texans <laughs> absolutely, utterly destroyed, demolished, embarrassed the Cleveland Browns. I don't care who you are. Nobody saw this coming, except for me. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. 
everybody thought it was at least going to be a close game oh, because 100%. you have a veteran team in the Browns that have kind of been there before, led by Joe Flacco, who's been there before, a top defense in the league, going up against a very young, overachieving team. You know, everybody thought, well, not everybody, most people thought, you know, the Texans are there, you know, just happy to be there type thing. Right. No, I think it was the other way around. I think the Browns were happy to be there. And After what they went through this year, all the injuries. Yeah. C.J. Stroud, 16 of 21, 274, and three touchdowns, 157.2 rating. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Nico Collins, six for, 90, uh, 6 for 96 and a touchdown. Brevin Jordan had a catch for 76 and a touchdown. Yep. Uh, Schultz had one catch, 37 and a touchdown. Show John Mechie. He actually put together a decent game. John three Mechie catches, did. 44 yards. Um, Flacco, I mean, outside of his turnovers, okay. But those two turnovers. They were big. They pick turned six. into big sixes. Yep. I mean, you're, you're looking at a score of 31 to 14 versus 45 to, th- to 14. Um, that's, that's a pretty big difference. It, it doesn't look as much of a blowout uh and shout out davis mills the long neck one of one one of one six yards i mean 91.7 rating i i think the one bright spot on uh cleveland was david njoku he is a top tier tight end now yeah he's been the bright spot all all season top tier tight end seven for 93 didn't score but i mean led the team in targets i think going into next year fantasy wise Mm-hmm. he's a top three to five tight end, I'd say. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, he, yeah, he finished the season really strong. Um, uh, another guy that sticks out to me, somebody I, I was really big on coming out of college, has, hasn't really caught on in the league, is Harrison Bryant, mm. their, their backup tight end. Uh, six targets, caught four of those for 65 yards. Um, I mean, th- th- this is a guy that, you know, they use primarily as a blocker, but he does have that receiving threat ability. Yeah, he only had 13 catches in the regular season. Yeah, but he, I mean, he can get the the uh, yak. You know, he can get the yards after catch. He, he's a, he's a really good athletic tight end. Um, that I mean, you know, he's kind of lived in Najoku's shadow. Uh, yeah. it's nice to see them utilizing a two tight end set and actually getting him involved. Yeah, um, Cleveland, they're. <laughs> they they got some things to figure out going into next year. One of them is at the quarterback position. Well, yeah. Moving on, that's we a touchy got, subject. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Moving on, we got Chief, uh, Dolphins getting smoked by the Chiefs. Dolphins put up seven points in the first half, finished with seven points. Uh, Tua twenty of thirty nine, one ninety nine, a touchdown and a pick. Looked really bad. Um, Mahomes did not look great either. Twenty three of forty one, two sixty two, and a touchdown. It was freezing. I was I was just about to say it uh, was freezing. There. G- give them benefit of the doubt. The weather was horrible. There was multiple people hospitalized that went to the game because it was so cold. Isaiah Pacheco was putting holes in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he runs so angry, dude. <laughs> it's so funny. Rasheed Rice, absolute stud, eight yeah. for one thirty and a touchdown. He's man, he's he's really good. And Travis he, Kelsey actually did something. Travis Kelsey seven for seventy one had a good game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to take really anything away from that game other than the fact that the Chiefs are better at playing in cold weather than the Dolphins. Well, that, and I think you can take away that Rasheed Rice is here to stay. And that KC defense is good. And, well, that and, and Rasheed Rice is Rasheed also... Rasheed Rice is probably their wide receiver one of the future. Yeah, I, I think Kelsey isn't their number one target anymore. No, no, I mean, no, look, no. Look, it's Rasheed Rice Rasheed now. Rasheed Rice, yeah, 12 targets to Kelsey, I mean, still 10, but you look at what he's done all season, Rice the past, like, seven, eight weeks uh, is getting more targets than, than Kelsey, for sure. Oh, yeah, um, big time. Yeah, it's, uh, 
I I think Rasheed Rice is is going to be a stud next year in fantasy. Oh, a hundred percent. I took him fifteenth round. He's my keeper next year. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, moving on to the Sunday games, Packers absolutely stun the Loved Cowboys. It. That was the only thing that made the Eagles' loss even sweeter. Is that uh, not well made it <laughs> didn't make it as 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 bitter. Bad. It was bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas went out uh, first round as well. Yeah, Jordan Love, a 16 of 21, 272, and three touchdowns. Yeah, um, man, I I love that kid, man. No, uh, he's he's real deal. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I feel like first half of the season, a lot of people, well, Packers fans specifically, had their doubts with him. Yeah. And he's really proven why he uh, he's their future. I mean, they, they – I was going to say they keep lucking out with quarterbacks, but not really. I mean, they're just – they're they're really good at evaluating quarterback talent. No, that is true, and I mean their last two quarterbacks got to sit a couple of years be- behind some all time greats. Yep. So I, I that goes a long way. 20, Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones uh, had a, had an amazing game. Twenty one carries, one hundred eighteen yards, three touchdowns on the ground. If he Aaron a, Jones can stay healthy for a full season, he's a top five fantasy running back. But uh, that's the issue, though. He I, can't. <laughs> I, I heard AJ Dillon is as good as gone. Oh yeah, I mean Dylan had his his chance. Was he injured? Uh yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Dylan had his chances when Aaron Jones was out, and that offense just was not as effective. Um. Well, I'm just looking at Prescott's stat line right now. It's kind of a crazy it, it, one. It is pretty wild. Forty-one of sixty. Forty uh, attempts. Wow. Four hundred three passing yards, three touchdowns, to two picks, two costly picks. Yeah. Um, Tony Pollard on the ground, 15 carries, 56 yards and touchdown. CD Lamb doing CD Lamb things, nine catches, 110 yards. As bad as that look, uh, that's off of 17 targets though. Uh, Jair Alexander had a great, great game. He, he had him. He had him locked up for that entire like first half. Yeah, Jake Ferguson. Oh my gosh, 10 catches, 93 yards and three touchdowns. I didn't realize he had three touchdowns. Neither did I? Or 10 catches? I don't know which. Ferguson crazier. had a great year. He did. Yeah, which uh, made the Schoonmacher pick a little. That was the Cowboys' confusing. first loss at home this year. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize that either. Uh, and Green Bay, I believe, has more playoff wins in AT and T Stadium than Dallas does. That's absolutely wild. Yeah, I love that stat. <laughs> the Sunday night game was very good. It was Lions Rams. Lions come away with a twenty four twenty three victory. Jared Goff against his former team. Obviously, Matt Stafford against his former team. Yep. Goff comes away victorious, 22 of 27, 277 in almost, a touchdown. Almost didn't, though. No, he the, almost didn't. The, the end of that game, man, it was it was a nail-biter. That was a close game. That game was sick. The, actually, the, Detroit didn't really have any business winning that game. No, they really didn't. At, at the end, like that, that was all Rams. And you you got to feel for Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford just went out. He, he balled out. Well, and he got beat up. He got beat up, and he yeah. balled out. He, they, they were on him like white on rice, 25 of 36, 367 in two touchdowns. Nakua had uh, 181 in a touchdown, 50-yard touchdown grab, correct? Yeah, Nakua, um, we were talking about Rasheed Rice. Nakua had an even bigger day. Yeah. I mean, the, he, he's he's unreal. And the fact that he's a fifth-round pick, I mean, it just shows how you can get a, a stud receiver anywhere in that draft. So here's my question. Uh, Matt Stafford, a Hall of Fame or not? Oh, easily. I mean, Thank you. He, he's he's made we we've talked about this week in and week out for the past two seasons of this podcast. Um, he makes everybody around him better. Yeah. So Calvin Calvin Johnson had his career year receiving. 
led the the league in receiving yards. Uh, well, that's all just time. Megatron things. But outside of that, I mean, he, he made Kenny Galladay look good. Kenny well, Galladay could have no, been cold on the. But Giants. Stafford was thrown to him when, no, when, when when he had that insane year. He he made Kenny Galladay a top ten. I mean, receiver. to be to be he, fair though, I think if I was throwing a Megatron, he's still putting up numbers. But he he made Cooper Cup a triple crown. He did. He he, he made Pukunukua look like Cooper Cup. Yeah, he 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 made Pukunukua break rookie records. Yeah, I mean Stafford literally elevates all the receivers around yeah, him. No, Matt Stafford easily Hall of Famer in my book. Um, yeah, and now that he has, I the think Super Bowl, he's yeah, a hundred percent. I think he's one of the most criminally underrated quarterbacks of all time. I agree, and and uh, you know I'm at fault of that too because I I repeatedly year after year, you know always rank him kind of towards the bottom because you know usually injuries playing a part, and I have recency bias. Yeah. Um, but man, yeah, he 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 does have greatness that needs to be acknowledged, and I mean, where is he like all time? Um, passing well, you looked yards. that up. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown seven for 110, uh, establishing himself as one of the best wide receivers in the league. It, just an unbelievable season. Went over fifteen hundred yards and uh, double digit touchdowns. Golf looked unbelievable. Stafford looked really good. Those that that was the game of the week. Yeah. Um. So Stafford, eleventh all time, wow. passing yards with fifty six thousand forty seven passing yards. How close is he to Eli? He's just under a thousand yards shy of Eli. Next year. Um, three thousand behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. But I think Stafford has a couple more years under his belt than Rodgers. A couple more years, like remaining, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Because I mean, Rodgers no, probably has, has one, two left in the tank. Yeah. Stafford's still so. got at least Stafford's three. Stafford's 35 years old. He's got, he could have up to five years. Yeah. Keep him healthy. Right. Um. Yeah, and then everybody else kind of on this list is kind of reachable. Marino, 61,000. Uh, Matt Ryan, 62,000. Philip Rivers, 63,000. Roethlisberger, 64,000. Matt Stafford could end his career top five in passing yards. He could. That's first belt Hall of Famer. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on to Monday, the snow game, Bills versus Steelers. Bills come away with the 31-17 victory. Man, the Steelers looked bad. And, man, is Josh Allen a beast. Josh not, Allen is a beast. Not only did he go 21-30 for 203 yards and three touchdowns passing in that weather, he also... Had uh, eight carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown rushing. Uh, most of those coming off of his 52-yard? Yeah, 52. 52-yard rushing touchdown, which, okay. I mean, that was, you have to see the play okay. to, to understand people, how crazy it people's was. People's crying on Twitter about it being a fake slide. That man is just making a cut. You can't yeah. expect Josh Allen to cut like Tyreek Hill, especially right. in those conditions. That man was not pulling off a fake slide. I guarantee that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't know what you want to call that move he did, but it resulted in a fifty-plus yard touchdown. <laughs> and man, I just he's he's so much fun to watch. I think it's got to be between him and Lamar on, on most fun quarterbacks in the league to watch. I completely agree. I, I I'd still probably put Josh Allen a little above Lamar. Just because Josh Allen actually has receivers that will make plays for him. That's fair. Um, yeah, poor Lamar, man. But we'll see. But man, I I I would love to see this Buffalo team go on a, go on a run. Especially this now, Buffalo team's fun. Well, th- I've always said Buffalo is my you know Houston's now your second team. Yeah, I've I've always said Buffalo is my second team. I have a Josh Allen jersey for Pete's sake. You do. Um, I, I've I've been a huge Buffalo fan ever since they drafted Josh Allen. I was a huge Josh Allen guy coming out of college. Uh, so it, you know now that. 
they're uh, they're performing really well. Um, and my team's out of that. I'd like to see them go on a run. And speaking of your team, we got to finish it off with them. Um, <sighs> Thirty-two to nine. Bucks come out on top. Baker Mayfield, 22 of 36, 337, and three touchdowns. Uh, Baker looked really good. Yeah, he did. He, he did. did. And probably all those yards came against James Bradbury, who was um, burnt toast. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. the only bright spot for our team was Devonta Smith showing up in the absence of A.J. Brown. Devonta Smith looked really good. Uh, he had 12 targets, eight catches, 148 yards. Yeah, he caught multiple first downs. He was very clutch. Um he, I mean, he, he's a number one receiver on a lot of teams. And on almost every other team besides the Eagles, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's just you have a top five receiver in A.J. Brown, but A.J. Brown's abil- uh, availability always comes into question. That's um, always been an issue with him. But... Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the stuff on Twitter. Apparently he went on and deleted everything Eagles-related on his Instagram. I don't read too much into that. I think that's just him getting locked in. Um, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. He he's a little bit of a diva, though. Well, but but everybody forgets the reason he's in Philadelphia is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, J- Jalen Hurts rallied for you know him him to uh, get traded here. Um, they're like best friends. No, that is fair. Uh, you know, I think he, I he, think he's very upset with the play calling and stuff as well. Yeah, which I would be too. <laughs> I am. I am yeah. actually. Uh, <laughs> man, but and Dallas Goddard. I mean. Four catches, twenty-one yards, and a touchdown. He has been kind of a non-factor well, since. Uh, is there any update on his injury? Goddard's. Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been doing okay no, uh, with his leg injury. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about. He went down and uh, got carted off. Did he not? Um, I thought you were talking about his wrist injury against Dallas. No, no, no. Which no, he came no. back from. I. I thought he went down with the. Hmm. I don't think so. Oh, maybe not. I, I, I could just be mistaken and I don't know. Um, Anyways. <laughs> doesn't matter. He he had a touchdown. Uh actually the only touchdown that hurts through. Hurts yeah. didn't he didn't have any turnovers though, which No, he did not. Um I mean it's big for him after <laughs> a turnover ridden season. First down. <laughs> he couldn't. But again that I, I blame that on the play calling. Yeah. Um, no, 100%. That play calling was brutal. I, I saw a stat that we ran, I believe, 600 screen plays this season. Oh, Jesus. And it netted negative, yards. negative 26 yards. What? We, out of all the screen plays that the Eagles have ran they this year. They didn't even average a yard of screen play? No. No, they, they in fact, average <laughs> negative yards <laughs> of screen play. Oh, and what did they come out and do against the Buccaneers? Screen they ran screen, screen plays. <laughs> Man, uh, it's so frustrating being an Eagles fan. All right, we have a couple more things to cover before we get into our divisional round picks. First one being Bill Belichick out with the Pats. Yeah, um, man, talk about an incredible run. Yeah, I mean, listen, the downfall was when Brady left and Belichick was still in control as the GM. You can't really say anything bad about him as a coach, but he cannot be in control of a team because you, we saw what he put together the last couple seasons. Yeah. And that doesn't discredit him as a coach. He's probably top three coach of all time, if not up there as the best. And man, what a career he had with the patch. Gerard Mayo comes in first time head coach. 
This is going to be fun. I think Gerard Mayo is going to be a very good coach. I think he's going to be Demeco Ryan's esque. I totally agree. And that it, was like the first thing I thought of when they when they announced Gerard Mayo, and I think that was planned all along when when they parted with with Belichick. I think Gerard Mayo was always the guy. Yeah, no, they they said he was. Um, they actually didn't need to sign him to a new contract because there was a clause in his uh, assistant coaching co- contract that said. If Belichick leaves, he will be the new head coach. Really? Like they they've had this set up for years. Yeah, there's a whole like article on it that apparently the the Patriots have had this set up for years. Oh no, I, as yeah. a contingency plan to Belichick leaving. Yep. And now that he has left, so so that, I mean that leads me to believe that Belichick kind of taking him under his wing and like kind of showing him the, totally the, you know get, you know showing the reins. Gerard Mayo is going to be fine. They just need to bring in a GM that's uh, capable Compton. of putting a team together. Yeah. Which, um, but you know, I mean, the Patriots usually have success with those types of no, things. No, that is fair. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised to to see that. How about happen. um, in Tennessee? We have uh, some big news too. It happened Mike, right after we recorded the episode. It was last right week. after we recorded. Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Can. Um, yeah, that, that's talk about a surprise firing. Um, this is a guy that's overachieved with, you know, the little weapons he's had. And I mean, he's he's a great coach. He's what two years removed from winning coach of the year. Yeah, and you're gonna fire him. Mike Vrabel is one of the best head coaches in the NFL, and I'll stand by that. I agree. Um, we we talked about it all last season, a lot this season, where no matter how bad this Tennessee team looked on paper, he found a way to keep them in every single game. Yeah, it was very rare to see this team getting blown out. And, and and he had he had created a really great culture over there in Tennessee. Um, not to mention, what a bizarre time to fire him. It's not like they're about to enter a rebuild mode. They're kind of in the middle of a rebuild mode. Yeah. They have what should be their franchise quarterback in Will Levis. They're really uh, offensive line away from kind of competing in that that, that division. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a, a really, really weird time to fire him. And bring in a new coach. Yeah, I mean now the head coach market—it's just crazy. You you've got Belichick, you got Rabel, you got potentially Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I saw it's Michigan or the Chargers for Harbaugh. Wow. Okay. Um, I think he stays at Michigan personally. I mean, I, I think Michigan will pay, give him the bag. I think Michigan taxpayers are going to pay to keep him in, in Michigan. Why would they not? <laughs> um, Why would they not? Especially like he's the best head coach in college football now. Nick Saban's gone. Yeah, that's true. Um, which did we talk about that last episode? No, we did not. That yeah. was also after. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Nick Saban calling Saban. it quits, and I, I can't blame him. Well, and Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll as well called it quits. Well, I think that was a uh, kind it of a forced a out. No, I think he was kind of forced out. Like, hey, you're getting a little up there in age, buddy. You wanna you wanna be a consultant? And Pete Carroll kind of you know chewing on his gum, strengthening that jaw even further. Uh, said. Sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I mean, crazy. A bunch of legendary coaches leaving and Carroll, Belichick, Saban. I mean, yeah, just real quick. I mean, I know it's not a college football podcast, but you can't really blame Saban. College football has changed so much the last three years. And with all this transfer portal, NIL, an old man like Nick Saban is not going to want to come to work every single day having to worry about his players entering the transfer portal to go find new ones when he could just sit at home and be a broadcaster. That or, uh, you know, he's sick of the fact that um, 
Bama's not the only team that can offer an NIL anymore. Well, that's a that's a whole other story. But <laughs> listen, yeah, no, I no, mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, Nick Saban's going to go down as one of the best college football coaches of all time, and uh, he's going to he go just, down as one of the best college coaches of all time. Yeah, I mean, not just yeah, football, you, of football, yeah, across all sports, he's probably the greatest. And that's one of those guys. Like, it just never translated to the NFL. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with going down as one of the greatest coaches in college history. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It, I think I, I, I he, think for him, he probably wishes he had some more success in the NFL. But at the same time, listen, you're going down with the greats. He's never going to have to pay for another drink in Alabama again. Though. Hell no. He's not going to have to pay for anything. I mean, no. Yeah, he, no, that man's a legend. He's got a statue already. Yeah, and, and the fact that you're right, he's probably going to end up getting into broadcasting, and he's going to get a bag of broadcasting because what network wouldn't want the greatest college football coach ever uh, I, you know, on their team? I, I talked to somebody the other day who was – or it was the day after, um, and he, he has some friends that live in Tuscaloosa that go to Bama, and they all said that area around campus was just dead. Oh, it was, there was no energy there. Everybody was just like so shook. Um, yeah. And that that's the kind of guy Nick Saban is. Like there's not many coaches that would have that impact on an entire college campus. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> he talked about, you know, turning a football program. He turned into a dynasty. Um, I read a stat somewhere in the last, we'll talk about it that uh, every Alabama player, every player i believe in the nfl um that played for saban um has has a ring a, a, a college ring that like in in their oh, in their oh, years yeah, like yeah, yeah. or it was like maybe it was every bama player that played at least or played four years under saban yeah, has yeah, a yeah. Ring. i think that's it yeah yeah so like he he had that's how many championships he yeah. he won the fact that you know so you know, Derrick Henry has a ring. Mark Ingram has a ring. Uh, Najee Harris. Najee Harris has a ring. Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. Eddie Lacy. Yeah, like any Bama guy you can name has a ring that as long as he stayed four years under Belichick or not, not Belichick. I'm sorry, Saban. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you get the point. And one guy that's not leaving, not going anywhere, Mike McCarthy. Love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love it because uh, he's not a good coach. Yeah. No, I mean. Another, I don't know what they're doing. One of these teams that they they just they excel in the regular season, they get to the postseason, they can't every can't single year. do squat. Nope, every single year. And the the fact that Jerry Jones, the reaction he had after they got blown out by Green Bay, and the fact that he didn't fire McCarthy that night shocked me. Oh, me too. I thought McCarthy was going to be gone at halftime. <laughs> I mean, it, like a Brandon Staley type thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Vontae Davis retiring at halftime. <laughs> I thought that was going to happen with McCarthy. But, um, no, the, the coaching uh, carousel is going to be really interesting. And you have all these up-and-coming guys that we named last episode. Uh, I mean, Ben Johnson being one that I'd, I'd love to see uh, where he ends up because they're going to they're gonna get one heck of a coach. And even Slowick um, yeah. from Houston. Yep. But... Uh, let's move on to the divisional round picks, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, first off, uh, we have two games Saturday, two games Sunday. The first game Saturday, we got Houston at Baltimore. I think this is going to be a really good game. I do, too. Um, I, I got to pick against my boys, though. I'm going with Baltimore. I think Baltimore, bold, bold prediction. 
Baltimore, not Baltimore winning is my bold prediction. My bold prediction is how they win. I think it's tied 27-27 going into the final seconds of the fourth quarter. I think Justin Tucker hits a 58-yard field goal to win it. Jesus. Now, if you just called that entire thing, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, just give me the lottery numbers or something. Yeah, no, I mean, the way Houston's playing, they're a really hot team. Yeah. The, the, that's They're one of two teams that are playing really hot right now, them and Buffalo. And Green Bay, honestly. Oh, and Green Bay. I mean, if, if I'm Baltimore, I'm shaking my shoes. Because also, yeah, you had that first round bye. Yeah, you're, you're healthy, you're rested up, you're getting Mark Andrews back. But at the same time... There's trade-offs with getting that bye. Yeah. You're taking a whole week off while this team is going out and playing their butt off to right. come out with a win and then... And they gain extra momentum going into the next week. Well, and, and that's what I was, I was getting at is the fact that you know Houston played that game. They have that momentum. They're 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 riding that high, and they and, know they could do it. Right. Um. And now now Baltimore. I mean, it, it's not like they've had two weeks to prepare, and they didn't know who they were playing up right. until yeah you know last week. Uh. So yeah, I I think uh, Houston has just as much of a chance to win this game. I just think Baltimore. Being the more experienced team, um, I, I think they take it. I agree. Uh, Green Bay at San Fran is the other Saturday game. No, is, I, I think this is a blowout. You think San Fran blows them out? I do. I also agree with that. Um, I, I, I think Joe Barry's defense, as good as it looked against Dallas, is yeah, it's not a good defense. It's still not a good defense. No. Um, I mean, look at look at they almost let Dallas come back and win that game. I think the uh, Green Bay is going to be able to put up some points. Um, but I think Sam Fran's gonna force a turnover here, turnover there, and be able to pull away with a uh, like two score lead and just kind of take off from there. See, I I don't think Green Bay has the offensive firepower to keep up with San Fran. I totally agree with that. I mean, you look at what, what's Green Bay have? They have Aaron Jones, Jane Reed. I mean, yeah, you have a couple other young guys that. Get, have made plays throughout the season, but I'm talking like bona fides, like playmakers, stars. They and we didn't go... even talk about that. Jaden Reed had zero catches for zero yards. Yeah. Um. Then you go, you look at San Fran, you have McCaffrey, you have Debo, you have Brandon Ayuk, you have George Kittle. Oh, we haven't even mentioned uh, Elijah Mitchell, who showed at the end of the season that he's still got some of the tank. I mean, some of the tank. He's still got a lot in the tank. He's yeah. young, but... um. I mean, San Fran has so much firepower, uh, and and the fact that Joe Barry's defense, like all they had to focus on last week, was really Ceedee Lamb. And the best part here, um, we didn't even talk about San Fran's defense, right? <laughs> yeah, who was uh, probably the best in the league, right? Yeah, I mean, and Dallas's defense led up towards the end of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is going to be a trial and true test for Jordan Love. But I, I I don't know. I, I also yeah I agree. I don't think it's close. I think San Fran wins by at least seventeen. Yeah. Plus 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 um, Lafleur's from the Shanahan tree, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a cool matchup to look at. But I th- I think if anybody knows how to stop Lafleur, it's probably Shanahan. Correct. Um, Tampa at Detroit. Yeah, those are the, the the two Sunday games. Tampa at Detroit is the first one. I'm going Tampa here. Interesting. Very interesting pick. I mean, um, not so interesting. Detroit almost lost to the Rams, but yeah, but I the Rams aren't a bad team. No, the Rams are proved they're really good. They could go toe to toe with Detroit. Yeah, um, I'm going Tampa though. I think Baker Mayfield he takes some more smelling salts out 
through the tunnel and uh, just goes crazy again. Well, that was, uh, I, I, I remember exactly where I was sitting when that happened because I looked up and I go, there's no freaking way he just, he just smelled like three smelling salts. Because yeah. like, it, it wasn't just one. Oh no, he Buddy broke... was ripping them. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy was ripping the smelling salts. Oh uh, man. Yeah, no, he Baker Mayfield. threw an upper decky. <laughs> Baker Mayfield's a crazy dude. Baker Mayfield has earned his bag too. Yeah, he has. I mean... He's got to have won that starting gig in 100%. Tampa. You saw his season stats this year. Regular season stats were identical to Brady's last year. Yeah, uh, mind blowing. Um, I just, I think Detroit is, is is the Cinderella team this year. I think they're playing really well. Um, you know, yes, they had a close call against the Rams. I think Rams were a better team than this Tampa team. Mm-hmm. Um, as as good as Tampa's defense looked against Philly. Um, I don't think I'll say much because Philly's offense doesn't really have much going for it at the moment. <laughs> right. Um, I think trying to stop Detroit's high-powered offense is going to be a real challenge for Tampa Bay's defense. That is fair. Which has notoriously struggled this year. Um, that's why I'm I'm leading Detroit. No, that's fair. I just like the uh, I, I just like the Baker Mayfield story and really hope that he wins. So I think I'm picking with my heart. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I do want to point out. Um, I don't know. Did you see the? Uh, Game ball was given to Jared Goff last week. Yeah. And Dan Campbell yeah. said, you're good enough uh, for, Detroit. For, for Detroit Jared Goff. That was so good. Yeah. I mean, that talk about being special, man. Something about football. <laughs> I love it. Um, and Jared Goff, I mean, what a good story. I mean, yeah. they, 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 the team that drafted you literally gave up first round picks so another team would take you. And then you beat them. And then you beat them in the playoffs. I saw somebody say, like... I was saying it too for a little bit, and then I realized like how much the um, the Rams actually gave up. No, it was yeah, how much the Rams gave up to get yeah. rid of Jerry Goff. Like if it was one for one, it's one of the most even trades of all time. Right. But with those picks, man, did Detroit win big? I disagree. I think the Rams won. Well, they won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl, and that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, now, but now, if but Detroit, now goes Detroit wins the Super Bowl this year, then they won. Yeah, Detroit won. Because yeah. I mean, Detroit won in the long term. Because they got, you know, I think Laporta and uh, Gibbs too. I think from it, they got they got a bunch of players, yeah, uh, or draft picks that turned into players. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do think Detroit uh, takes it here, um, and then KC at Buffalo is the last game of the slate. Yeah, we got opposite picks here. I'm going KC. I'm going Buffalo. I know KC owns Buffalo. That's why I picked them. Um, I. Something about this Buffalo team's different. Something about these refs are different. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, no, I mean, I just, you know, Casey, yeah, they, they had a big performance against Miami, whatever. Um, they're going to be playing in cold weather again. Uh, Buffalo, I mean, they already were asking fans to come back and shovel the stadium again this week. Were they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think were is the greatest thing. they 20 bucks an hour with yeah. free food? yeah. Like, if I lived in the Buffalo area, I'm on that all day long. You kidding me? I, I was thinking about going up to the Buffalo area this weekend. <laughs> no, that's crazy. That. I can't do that. But uh, if I lived in the Buffalo area, I'm all over that. Give me 20, 20 an hour and free food to shovel well, and, for my team. And don't quote me on this, but I think they... They probably get a ticket, right? They, I think they got tickets, too. They probably get tickets. Um, That's so sick. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, I just I think Buffalo is such an exciting team. Uh I feel like KC 
you know, I, I know they're Kansas City. I know they're, they're the Chiefs. They have Mahomes, this and that. But something's felt off about them this year. They just they haven't. I agree with that. They haven't felt this the same as they have in the past. You know, few years where you know it just it seems like you know they can win any game. This is a, this is a Chiefs team that is beatable this year. Yeah, uh, and Buffalo, um, they're getting hot at the right time. Like I was saying before, and this this Buffalo team, I mean, they, they have they have such a chip on their shoulder. Josh Allen especially. Um, I mean, how how many times have they been beaten by KC? A lot. <laughs> I I th- I think this is the one time they win. I think Buffalo goes to the Super Bowl. That's a bold prediction. I think. Because uh, uh, I, I don't think they're better than Baltimore. I I think they're playing better ball than Baltimore is, and and the way Lamar Jackson has notoriously played in the playoffs. That's fair. I think this is Buffalo's year. I really do. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking Casey. I think it's another big Rasheed Rice game. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Buffalo's secondary struggled a little bit. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to – I think it's going to be a shootout despite the weather. I agree. Is it supposed to be snowing? Or yeah. Is it just, oh, is I, I, well, it's supposed to snow. I don't know if it's supposed to be snowing for the game. Oh. Uh, That'll be interesting. It should be a great game, though. Again. It should be a phenomenal game to cap off divisional. Oh, uh, I, yeah, no, 100%. Oh, and the other thing is everybody's talking about how uh, – Patrick Mahomes is undefeated. He's like six and zero in the divisional round, or something. Yeah, he um, is. which or five and zero, something like that. Um, yeah, he has not he's been due. beaten the divisional round. He's, he's due. Uh, maybe I don't the, know. Well, this that, is gonna be a really good game. I'm, I'm really. I think out of all the games, this is the one I'm really most looking forward to. I, I think it's gonna be another one of these games where we're gonna come out and you know everybody's gonna be like. The Chiefs would have won if they have receivers. I think drops are going to be a huge issue. I think it comes down to a blown call by the refs. I I could see that happening. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I think the script has Buffalo win in this game. This now year. imagine we get an overtime game, the Josh <laughs> Allen rule. Oh man, <laughs> that that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I, I would like that. Um, um, that'll pretty do much it. wrap it up. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it the wild card weekend and enjoy this divisional round. Um, we'll see you guys next week. And as always stay, stay cool. cool.